Welcome to episode 195 of the Tennis Podcast, the show where I, Nick Amell, am joined by a different sidekick host every week. One of us bring a top tennis list on anything with fun facts and trivia. The list is usually fact-based. The other person tries to guess all tennis items on the list in real time with no prior chance to prepare. Today, I'm joined by my friend, cat lover, smooth, bum-bummed Alex Johns. How are you doing, Alex? Doing great. Thank you for having me. I actually don't feel like doing the show today, so let's just end it here. This has been episode 195 of the Tennis Podcast. Thank you for listening. Hey, glad I was here. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're not going to make some joke about how Dr. Buster's letting me guest host this week? I just figured it went without saying at this time. Oh, I mean, we all okay. know that this is Dr. Buster's podcast. You know, Nick has been graciously sure. given the opportunity to act like he's the real host, but we all know he's, he's just a sidekick host like me. And we all, we all really know that the joke's on you and everyone else because I am you and I am Dr. Buster and I'm just changing my voice and layering on different recording tracks. That's right. I'm Nick and I'm a little bitch. <laughs> oh, it's weird that I'd say that about myself, but here we are. <laughs> um, well, if you've been listening a while, you might remember Alex's fucking ass from uh, episode 191 where we talked board games. He was on episode 180. We did the largest bodies of water. He's been on a bunch of Tennis Pod Plus bonus episodes as well. And as a reminder, I've known Alex since middle school, but I've liked Alex for a couple of weeks now, maybe. So we're making progress. Hey, that's great. I'm just happy to be included. <laughs> Speaking of being including, included, I have to go into shill mode here for a minute because Thanksgiving is coming up and we're running a special on our merch, Alex. Alex, I know your closet's full of like one suit, one bathing suit, two pairs of underwear, and everything else is Tennis Pod merch, right? Yeah, yeah, I have like 90 tennis shirts um, <laughs> and then like three of everything Lady else. Lady sizes. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, if you want to be cool like Alex, you can impress your friends and family at Thanksgiving this year. Go to TennisPod.com slash merch. There are shirts there for men and women in multiple colors. You can let the world know you have one hell of an ass or that tiny little elves control your every bodily function. Or you can wear a retro version of our logo and there's all kinds of other stuff. There's mugs and stickers too. Use the promo code THANKS, that's T-H-A-N-K-S, for 20% off your order. It expires at the end of November at TennisPod.com slash merch. Well, Alex, now that we got the bills paid, tell me something. Have you ever played or even laid eyes upon a Vigia game system before? I've played a Vigia game or two in my life. Wow, two. Two Vigia games in your life. Wow, okay. Big shot over here. Yeah. Which two? Let's see, uh, they got to be, you know, Legend of Zelda sure, and uh, the original Mario Brothers. You know, those are the only two, only two that's needed. We're going to talk about both of those guys today because today we are doing the top 10 most critically acclaimed video games in video game history. Oh, this should be fun. It's a different take. So we've done best selling before, but this time I found a source businessinsider.com had an article looking at the most critically acclaimed games. And so here's the write-up. It says, there are dozens of ways you could put together a list of best video games ever. You could look to classics like, like Super Mario Brothers, or you could look at the impact on, a, on the medium or highest sales, which like I said, we've done that. You could write down your personal favorites on a bunch of pieces of paper, which I've done that too. But what we've got here is something a teensy bit more scientific. Review aggregation site Metacritic compiles all reviews of all video games from all online sources and averages those scores into an overall average between 0 and 100. 
So what you'll find on this list is the averages from Metacritic of the top 10 highest rated games ever with one caveat. Sometimes there's duplicates of games like the same game on different consoles, Mm -hmm. but I've, I've combined those. So that's pretty much it. Alex, what do you think is a game that's probably not in the top 10? What's one of the worst, one of the worst games you've played? What's it called? Cooking Mama's Adventures? Cooking. Is that on the list? (laughs) Cooking Mama's, is that a real thing? Yeah, it's like a, I think it's a Nintendo game or a mobile game or something. Cooking M-A-M-A, Mama. And you had this in your possession, why? For porn. (laughs) (laughs) This is your porn, okay. Understood. Say no more, I got it. Any other really bad games that you want to shout out? Oh, really bad games. I mean, uh, every Call of Duty game. Oh, wow, hot take. (laughs) So, I don't know. No, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun list. All right, well then, let's get right into it. What do you think is a game that critics would say is the best game ever? So I think I know what number one is, at least what should be number one. So I'll save it. I won't be like all the rest of your dumbass sidekick hosts who mm-hmm. blow number one right at the start. We're talking to you, Brad. Brad. <laughs> Canadians. I, I, am Canadians. I right? <laughs> you are right, Alex. Uh, first off, just a quick question. So this is any console, right? PC any, any, or, yeah. or console. What about mobile phone games? Are those included? No. However, okay. there are games on here that have been adapted for mobile, but gotcha. that's not like their primary claim to fame. Uh, I'm going to say it's all console games on here. Okay. Several of these console games have PC versions as well. Right. Okay. So critically acclaimed games, not necessarily most popular games, but most critically acclaimed. So I'm going to say... What makes for a good game? Let's pause real quick. What are like top few things that you think go into a game being critically acclaimed? I mean, it really depends on the audience, really. Um... I'd say for a critically acclaimed game, it's got to have a really good story. Does it? Kind of a, you'd think so, but I mean, I guess maybe not. think about the original Mario games. Yeah, that wasn't much of a story, but I'm sure that was pretty highly rated. Modern games, you're right, is, yeah, story is a really important factor in modern games, but in, you know, a lot of the classics, all the classics, the story was almost non-existent. Right. Okay, so I'm going to go with a guess. I think it's pretty high, but I don't think it's number one. Show me Skyrim. Skyrim is an excellent guess, and I don't fault you for guessing it, but it is not in the top 20. The fuck? Okay. Yeah. Are there any Elder Scrolls games in the top 10? No. No. None. Okay. Interesting. So I know you said you weren't going to guess number one, like all the other dumbass sidekick hosts, but did you also plan on just giving nothing but terrible guesses the whole episode, or were you going to give a good guess that's on the list? Well, see here, I'm going to do really bad at the beginning, so you think I'm just a fucking idiot, and then I'm going to nail them all at the end, and it's going to make for great content. Yeah. So folks, let us know. Does Alex feel like an idiot at the beginning and then not an idiot at the end? We'll find out. We'll do a poll. The folks will decide. The folks at home. All right, so no Elder Scrolls games. No. What about any of the Fallout series games? Just knocking Bethesda out. More good guesses, but no, not in the top no, 20. No Fallout. Did you ever play Fallout? Yeah, I played Fallout 4. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, so am I kind of going the wrong track? I'm, I'm envisioning like sprawling like Epic, story yeah. games. Is that pretty common on this list, or am I kind of going, going off track with those? You're going off track. Now, there are two or three of those on the list, but I would not say it's the dominant theme. The dominant theme, I'd okay. say, is the games have something for everyone. 
sort of feel. Okay. So let me switch gears here. You say this is Metacritic, so critically rated. A lot of critics are pretty heavy in nostalgia. So let's knock out some old games and see if any of those are on the list. Okay. So what about like uh, Super Mario Brothers? Any, any Super Mario Brothers? No. Not even like Super Mario 64? <laughs> well, you said Mario Brothers. So there are Mario games on here. There's two Mario games, but neither of them okay. are. are uh, None and, and are they're both Mario later. Brothers. So is it Super Mario Odyssey? Odyssey is 15. Okay. Close. So, so you're sniffing within the top 10 now, only, you know, 10 guesses in. You know, what you and I wish was on this list is Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> game yes. with a sequel that should be out by the time this episode comes out. Everyone should play Sparks of Hope, Mario Rabbit's amazing game. It is truly an amazing game. And no, they're not sponsoring today's episode. <laughs> so, but me and okay. Alex like to tell everyone that will listen because no, no one we know will give that game a chance because it, no looked, one believes it looks us. stupid. I get it. It does. Yeah, but it's, it's basically fun as hell. XCOM. If you've ever played XCOM, great strategy game with a Mario skin on it. So fun. Yeah, so fun. It is fun. Anyway, back to the list. So there's two Mario games. Neither of them are Mario Brothers. Neither of them are Mario Karts. I'm yep. going to need a hint. Is it, ooh, Paper Mario? You're a fan. I'm a fan. Sadly, no. No? Okay. My hint is that this is a Mario game and a Mario game sequel, and they're both on the Wii. So it's a Mario game yeah. number one, and then Mario game number two. Same series. And it's not a Mario Brothers, uh, Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 are both Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, you played at least one of those, right? Yeah, I played Mario Galaxy. That was when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. That oh. was my game that I, I rented, and I played through the whole thing while I was basically bedridden. Yeah. <laughs> rented man that's a i haven't yeah, rented you, when's the last time you rented a game <laughs> probably when i got my wisdom teeth taken out yeah this was like 2008 i think yeah well that sounds about right because galaxy came out in 07 here let me tell you the folks get super mario galaxy on the wii from 2007 is number five and right after it is super mario galaxy 2 also on the wii from 2010 at number six okay so we'll just hit them both at the same time so let's start at six with no, no, no. Let's start at number five with number one. So this is a Wii game, and by that I don't mean your fucking Wii Wii. I mean the Nintendo Wii. Oh, okay. I was, I was a little confused there. Okay, thank you. If Nintendo came out with a Mario game that you could play on your penis, that would be revolutionary. But so far, their games stick to their consoles. As Mario, the player embarks on a quest to rescue Princess Peach. Who would have thought? <laughs> Save the universe from Bowser. Who would have thought? and collect 120 power stars, after which the player can play the game as Luigi for a harder experience. Luigi oh. is definitely harder than Mario, am I right? Luigi. It has a 97 critic score on Metacritic, which again, it's an aggregate of all critic scores. Uh, it received outstanding critical acclaim, citing the game's graphics, gravity mechanics, and level design, soundtrack, and story, which I don't know about the story, but... It's the ninth best-selling Wii game of all time, about 13 million units sold. So right after that is Galaxy 2. Same sort of deal, but now the story follows Mario as he pursues the Koopa King Bowser into outer space where he has imprisoned Princess Peach. I guess that is the same thing again. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. not different. <laughs> same shit. So some critic from GameSpot called it a new standard for platformers, giving it a perfect 10 score. Only the seventh game in the entire website's history to earn a perfect 10. 
But despite this praise, some critics raised complaints over increased difficulty and the game's similarity to the original. I don't know, I think increased difficulty is a bonus for a Mario game, don't you? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. I think they're really fun games, but they're not even my favorite in the like Super Mario series. I was just going to ask you, so you're a Nintendo guy. You've played a yeah. lot of Nintendo games. I've owned every Nintendo console. Do you think Mario Galaxy is better than Mario Odyssey? No. I don't by a long stretch. I think Odyssey was amazing Odyssey's the best game. one, I think. Yeah, by far. And nothing comes close. Well, I love them all. Like, if I had yeah. to rank them real quick, I think I'd go Odyssey, Sunshine, 64, Galaxy, Galaxy 2. Yeah, I forgot about Sunshine. That was another fun one. Mm-hmm. That's the GameCube. Yeah. So, okay. Mario okay. Galaxy 1 and 2. Yeah. They're number 5 and 6 on the list. So, that's all Mario on the list. And in fact, there's only two other Nintendo games in the top 10. Okay. That's good to know. I'm going to guess those are pretty high. At least one of them is pretty high. Yes. So, let's switch gears here. I say gears. Are there any switch gears? Switch gears, you say? Years of War games? Does was that, that a purposeful that... pun, or did you just fall that into was. that? That was. No. no Gears of War. No Gears of War, okay. Knock that out. Is there... Please tell me, there's no Call of Duty, right? No, no Call of Duty. Halo. Halo Combat Evolved is number 16, the original Halo. Okay, that's fair. How do you feel about the Halo games? I think they were great when Bungie were random. But oh, yeah. when Bungie got rid of them, they kind of dropped off. I don't know. It's So, like, Halo 1 was amazing, right? 2 was fantastic. 3, you know, had a great multiplayer. Then they just kind of started going down. I don't remember when Bungie sold them, but... Late 20-teens, I think. I don't know. Yeah. 343 Industries picked it up. Their first big hit or big game was the Master Chief Collection, which they just utterly bombed. You can hear Steven, our, our mutual friend Steven, just rant about this. We'll talk about Steven here in a second. Yes. Perfect. Um, but yeah, just utterly bombed. It's actually, it took them years, like multiple years, but it's actually a decent game now, but they've already lost their fan base. How, did you watch the show? I did not. Uh, I've heard. I did not either. It was bad. I just heard no buzz about it. Like I almost right. forgot it existed. I like saw a commercial recently. And I'm like, oh yeah. Halo used to be so big when we were teenagers. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. Especially in our friend group. Mm-hmm. So our mutual friend, Steven, not the first time I mentioned him on the show. In fact, as we record this recently, I had a best of two pack come out with the best selling video games, actually. And on that, I shared a story about how our mutual friend, Steven, also a mutual friend of Dr. Buster, when we were teen, he's probably in 10th grade. He's also grade a Tennis Pod Plus subscriber. Also a Tennis Pod Plus member. And he's starting to work up the courage to maybe come on the show like Alex here. Ooh. But anyway, I say all that to say that when we were in high school, he got so mad at a Halo game that he... <laughs> Another story? He uh, ejected it from the console, went and grabbed some scissors, and cut the game disc up into a million pieces as if it'd be like, yeah, that'll fucking show you, Halo. <laughs> like, who are you hurting, Steven, by doing that? Anyway, but someone asked me, they said, hey, I just listened to that Best of Tupac. Was that story about the friend cutting up the game disc, was that about Dr. Buster? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Buster wouldn't have done that. I should have let him believe that. The funny thing is with that story is he just had to go and buy another game copy so he could play <laughs> no, again. Just, so he, really... He hurt no one but himself. Like, yeah. But I just can't believe like the patient anger to go through the process of <laughs> snipping it up. So I'll never forget. So I was his roommate for freshman year of college. That's right. 
this is just becoming the shit on Steven show, but we were playing, <laughs> he was it. playing, uh, oh gosh, some Star Wars games, Star Wars, The Force Unleashed. Oh. But there is this part that was so hard, he kept dying, that I remember he threw his controller around the ground, he picked it back up, it wouldn't work anymore. I had to go buy a new controller. <laughs> So when you say he threw it, do you mean like he pegged it down like it was a football uh, or something? I don't remember the, the actual yeah. stance. I just remember there was a controller in his hand. It broke and he was just like, well, got to get a new controller. I love Steven. We both love Steven, but like one He's of his great. defining traits is <laughs> getting frustrated at video games. It's like half of my memories of him. Well, and it's like, it's not like it's been like the past 10 years. It's not like this happens anymore. This is, no, these no, are no, all no, memories no. from like high school and early college. But. Yeah, but I do love... <laughs> This is the shit on Steven show. It, I feel like the tennis podcast was always destined to get to this point. And I think we just need to do a rebrand and we don't do top 10 lists anymore. We just make fun of this just faceless friend that we both have. The logical endpoint of the tennis show. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, Halo, so I'm doing pretty bad here. I've only got two guesses. So there's no Halo. That's a shame. Going to stick with Bungie. What about Destiny? No, no Destiny. Destiny has its critics. It does have its critics. but. It also has a rabid fan base, myself being one of them. Destiny yeah. is the game that I've sunk the most hours into of any video game of all time. I played Destiny 1. Yeah. Well, anyway, you mentioned that's the game you put the most hours into. And that's a good segue here because I asked my Twitter followers at the Nick Amell. And if you're not following me, pause the show, open Twitter, go follow the Nick Amell. I asked my followers, what's the video game you spent the most time on in your life? I'm going to read some of these. Maybe this will give you some inspiration. And some yeah. of these are on the list. Jerry from the Presidencies of the United States podcast, he's been on this show recently. He said, Goldeneye, mm. my friend and I would play it for hours and hours. At Bean Sonya said, Zelda Breath of the Wild, I cut a lot of grass for funsies. <laughs> and to that I said, like, most people use video games as an escapism and she's using it to fucking mow the lawn. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Connor McKenzie said Elder Scrolls Oblivion must have played over 800 hours. Great game. Bishop at Bishop underscore two no one said, I have 4,678 hours in Fallout 4. Jesus. I promise I'm not some toad person. <laughs> uh, we don't have to see the evidence on that. One more. I'll save the rest for later. I'll read one more. Boo World Order said a single game, no idea. But as for a franchise, it's undoubtedly Pokemon. So, surely some guesses have been spawned in your little brain from that. While you were doing that, I looked up how many hours I've played on Destiny. Oh, no. And on Xbox, Destiny 1, I sunk 522 hours. Destiny 2, okay, I sunk uh -oh. 100 hours. And then on PC Destiny 2, I've sunk 862 hours. For a grand total of about 1,500 hours. Fuck. I mean, that's a lot, but it doesn't sound like that much now that Bishop on Twitter has almost 5,000 hours on just one game, Fallout that's 4. True. That's, that's, that's true. That's insane. <laughs> Hang on. We got to look it up. How, you said 1,500 hours roughly for you? Roughly, yeah. If you were to break that into days, that's 63 days. Okay. Sounds about right. I mean, that the game's been, right. been out since 2014, so like, it's like, it's almost, what, eight, nine years old, something like that, so. Wow, is it really? Well, that's the hours you put into you on the PC version was the one you did most. How many PC right. hours do you have logged on Pornhub as a, just a comparison point? 
you know, when I look it up, it, it's like an eight, but it's sideways. So I don't know what they're trying to say with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll have to look up what this sideways eight symbol means. If anyone knows, shoot me out. Hey, Dr. Buster here. As the rightful host of Tennis Podcast, I've decided to grant listeners like you ad-free access to all of our and Nick's episodes. Hey, not just ad-free, but also early. You can listen to new Tinnish Podcast episodes before anyone else. I mean, uh, come on. Can you say the word exclusive? Still not intrigued. Okay, well, how about new bonus episodes every month? Like the top 10 most popular Cartoon Network shows, the top true crime cases of 2021, or a draft of Seinfeld characters, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and dozens more. All these precious perks and more are available right now to Tinnish Pod Plus members. Signing up takes like, mm, maybe 90 seconds? Just go to TinnishPod.com slash P-L-U-S. Or if you're an Apple Podcast listener, get a free seven-day trial and literally one tap at the top of our Apple Podcast page. I mean, if we made it any easier, it'd be a crime. No matter how you sign up, our ad-free and bonus content works on your favorite podcast app. So, no extra apps or steps needed. It literally couldn't be easier. If Dr. Buster can do it, you can do it. If you never, ever want to hear an ad like this one again, or any ad for that matter, then booty clap on over to Tennis Pod Plus today. Escape the ads and escape Dr. Buster because Lord knows you don't want to hear this voice much more than you have to. All right, let me give you a hint. Give me a hint. Did you ever play the Dreamcast? I never did play Dreamcast, no. But okay, well, there... I know it was big on Sonic. Is there a Sonic game on this list? No Sonic, but there was no another Sonic, launch okay. title. It's become a franchise that's popular to this day, but it started. it actually started as an arcade game and then went to Dreamcast, and now there's sequels and shit all the way to... Is it Crash Monday. Bandicoot? No. It, th- this is more adult than those games. I don't know. You, you might just have to give it to me. Alex, when you die and go to heaven, what leaves your body and ascends to heaven? Uh, my, the fucking demon that's inside of me? No, silly. Your soul. Soul Caliber? Soul Caliber. Was that a Dreamcast game? I had no idea. Yeah, it's number four. Okay. Okay. The original it's like Soul the Caliber. original. Okay. 1999. It's from Namco. It was originally released in arcades in 1998. And it was ported to the Dreamcast in 1999 with new features and improved graphics. And it became a downloadable title on Xbox 360 in 2008. Yeah, I got to say, I, I mean, I, I recognize that it's a good and well, you know, well-known game, but I don't know the first thing about Soul Calibur. I've never played it either. Yeah. Uh, but it has a 98 on Metacritic, which is, I mean, out of 100, that's pretty fucking high. It's like one of those anime games, right? It like kind of looks like an anime, like very weebish. I, I honestly don't know. No? <laughs> don't, okay. I, maybe. Look it up while I'm talking. All right. Soul Calibur, it's a weapon-based 3D fighting game. The game centers on the pursuit of the legendary weapon known as Soul Edge, now in possession of a warrior known as Nightmare, who slaughters countless people to satisfy the blade's bloodlust. Now, are they talking about this warrior, or are they talking about my first wife? Am I right, folks? <laughs> a... Other warriors pursue him either to claim the weapon for themselves or destroy it, end his mass murder, and free him of its curse. Title brought many innovations to the fighting game genre that include a heavy emphasis on weapons and a unique eight-way movement system. 
It won all kinds of awards, and it is the only Sega console entry on this list. Oh, this is a fighting game. Kind of like Tekken or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing oh. something about Tekken. Maybe the same developer? Well, it's same, same genre. Same like type of game where it's like two mm-hmm. people fighting. Cool. Soul Calibur. Never played, but looks cool. Let's do a quick recap. You got six Super Mario Galaxy 2, five Super Mario Galaxy, and four Soul Calibur. Are there any Pokemon games on the list? Sadly, no. Not no even Pokemon. in the top 20. Any Kingdom Hearts games? No, but I, I like your opening your mind a little bit. Kinda yeah, I'm just kind of browsing. You know what? I'm just going to do it. I think I know the two Nintendo games. I'm going to go for them. We've been here okay. long enough. So the first one, which I don't think is number one, is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Very curious to know what your other Nintendo guess is. Breath of the Wild is number 10. You were right on the it money. It is number 10. Okay. Uh, you and I are both big fans of this game. Big fans. Came out on the Switch and the Wii U in 2017 from Nintendo. 97 on Metacritic. Link awakens from a hundred year slumber and attempts to regain his memories and prevent the destruction of Hyrule by Calamity Ganon. I'm going to blow some people's minds. And to people like you and I and other people that play video games, this will be like a duh thing. But for people, because I was talking about this list to my wife earlier, and she, her whole life, thought that Zelda referred to Link, the main character in the game. Yeah. I think people that don't play video games assume that Link is Zelda. Yeah. But no. They're wrong. Zelda is the princess. They're wrong. Similar to the original 1986 Legend of Zelda, players are given minimal instruction and can explore the open world freely. The world features minimal structure and is designed just like our real world, and is designed to encourage exploration and experimentation. Breath of the Wild received universal acclaim for its open-ended gameplay and attention to detail. And I mentioned this on the show, but I wish I had the, the stat in front of me, but Breath of the Wild's map was like twice as big as Elder Scrolls. Yeah, it's huge. Or, uh, Skyrim's mm-hmm. map. It's huge. Breath of the Wild is also the top-selling game in the entire series of Legend of Zelda and one of the best-selling games of all time. And a sequel, Tears of the Kingdom, is planned for a 2023 release. I'm excited for that. You know, I can't even believe it. By the time that game comes out, it will have been six years since Breath of the Wild. doesn't feel like that long ago. That's crazy. But you know, like they say, time flies when you're having fun, Alex. That's for sure. It's why shit's dragging like hell right now. I'm having a great time. Breath of the Wild, your favorite Zelda game? I would say so, yes. Yeah. I have not played them all. I've only played two or three, but of the ones I've played, it's the best one. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm going to guess number one. What's your other Nintendo? I think it's number one, and I think it's Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Wow. Fucking, you got it. You just redeemed yourself for your shitty first half. You called it. You said you were going to do shitty the first half of the episode. Yeah. And now here you are, nailing number one. I had you in the first half, and here we go. I'm going to forgive you that you were playing Cooking Mama for a minute because you got number one, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Now, what made you so sure this was number one? Uh, I mean, it's just in gamer circles, everyone talks about it just being like the best game, right? Just the best game ever made. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was great. I played it back when it came out. I was really young, so it was great. I thought it was life-changing, you know? Have you played it since? No, I've never gone back and played it again. But I'll bet you still remember key moments from playing. Even I though do. it's been, what, 20 years? Yeah, like that goddamn water yeah. temple. I haven't played it, believe it or not. Yeah, great game. I hear about it a All lot. All your listeners yeah. are just thinking, oh yeah, that goddamn water temple. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> what, did they have any peanut butter temples in the game? 
Well, I'll tell you, that temple would be a hell of a lot harder if water was peanut butter. <laughs> That's for sure. But we have to remember, in a world where water is peanut butter, Zelda, or sorry, Link would be adapted already, evolutionarily, to thrive in a peanut butter environment. This is true. Alex is nodding. <laughs> okay. This is true. Well, this is actually the oldest game on the list, 1998. Nintendo 64 has a 99 out of 100 critic score on Modic Critic. It's the only game with a 99. The player controls Link in the fantasy land of Hyrule on a quest to stop the evil king Ganondorf by traveling through time and navigating dungeons in an overworld. For a 1998 N64 game, that just sounds so complex, you know? Yeah. Compared to what else was going, coming out at the time. The game introduced features such as a target lock system and context-sensitive buttons that have since become common in 3D adventure games. The player must learn to play numerous songs on an ocarina to progress. So, when I was doing my research, I've heard Ocarina of Time a million times, but I don't actually know what an ocarina is, so I looked it up. Mm -hmm. And the ocarina is a wind musical instrument, and it is a type of vessel flute. And to that I say, if Zelda needed a vessel flute, all she had to do was ask, am I right? It's Link, not Zelda. Get it right. <laughs> well, I, Zelda's the one who would be asking. Oh, right, right, right. I don't know, Link, Link's See, pretty See, I did cute. all that just, to set up that just to set up that joke. So how many years ago was this game? 98, so that'd be almost 25 years huh. ago. People, you know, just didn't even know how to wash their ass back then, but we're making <laughs> fucking dungeons and shit in Zelda. People didn't even... <laughs> People were shitting in the river... <laughs> And eating sticks. Fucking got ghosts in their blood. <laughs> I mean, this is the Dark Ages. Medieval times, I think, yeah. 1998. And they were making Zelda games, though. Impressive. Yeah, by the way, I know we're joking, but can you believe people born in 1998 are 25 now? Yeah, that's that crazy. Yeah, It's fucked up. Yeah, we're old, man. We're old. We're old. We are. Still not as old as Brandon, though. That's true. Or Brad. All right, so that's it on Nintendo, right? I have a few more notes. Ocarina of Time okay. is the first game in the series with 3D graphics, and it was actually developed concurrently with Super Mario 64 and Mario Kart 64, and more than $12 million and a staff of more than 200 made the game. $12 million might sound like a lot, but there's another game on this list that had almost $500 million budget. Damn. So I want you to remember that. Yeah. Although the development team was new to 3D games, assistant director Mikado Miyanaga recalled a passion for creating something new and unprecedented. The development involved more than 120 people, including stunt performers used to capture the effects of sword fighting and Link's movement. So you don't think about that with a video game like this, that there's actual stunt performers on video doing wow. the movements and being captured. I knew they do that with like recent games. I didn't think they did that way back then. Right, like cool. sports games, they do that yeah. a lot. But yeah. GameSpot wrote that the Ocarina of Time is a game that can't be called anything other than flawless. Game trailers called it a walking patent office due to the number of features it contains that have become industry standard. Hmm. Best-selling game of the year, and it has been re-released re on every one of Nintendo's home consoles since. Yeah, you should go back and so play it So it came out on the N64, and every console that comes out, they, they have like a remastered version of this game. Yeah, it's available on Switch if you have like the, the N64 like pass expansion pack yeah, yeah yeah i do have that and i've seen it on there i've thought about starting it but yeah i'm scared alex it's intimidating yeah it's a little spooky <laughs> well yeah so that's zelda number one you got the two zelda games on the list there's no more nintendo no more nintendo so no golden eye no golden eye is 20 you see that's coming back to the switch i did yeah i'm gonna play it i yeah, fucking I love too golden eye is like the defining party game of my 
like elementary years. Do you think it'll have online uh, multiplayer? I don't know. Now that would be fun. That is a huge lost opportunity if it does not. If it does, I mean, we got to get like all the boys, you, me, Steven, Dr. Buster. Slappers only. Slappers only. We can only be that little guy. Who's that odd job? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, man. Flood of memories are coming back. Oh, good times. Okay, so no golden. After oh. we slap each other in the game, we can all start slapping each other on the asses too. Hell of an ass. Why not? Yeah, so... No let's, Star let's... Fox? Oh, Star Fox, no. Star, no Fox Star Fox 64. You know, the original Star Fox on the Super Nintendo was the first game to include 3D graphics, I think. Hmm. Fun fact. I don't know if that, that it sounds right, but that's... Uh, there's another Nintendo game in the top 20. Number 13 is Metroid Prime. Oh, I yeah. Think that's the GameCube, right? I think so. Yeah, they're, they're working on a new Metroid game for the Switch. They've been working on it forever. Yeah, they like had to scrap the whole thing and like start over at some point. It, it, really weird situation. Yeah, I, I remember them bringing that up at E3 in like 2018 or 19. Yeah. All right, so I'm flailing here. I knocked out all my big guesses. Why don't you give me a few hints? So let's do the one game in the sports genre, which is number two. Number two. And is it, it might not be this type is, of sport you're thinking of. I'm guessing it's a FIFA game. No. It's not FIFA. Okay. This is not the first sport people think of when they think of sports. Okay, so... It's Probably not, not the first 10 sports people think of. Interesting. It's not soccer, Big I guess. celebrity name attached to the title. Attached to the title. Is it a boxing game? No. That's a good guess, but no. It's not baseball, football, hockey, soccer, tennis? No. Do you think a tennis game is number two? No, but I'm just, I'm just fucking listing sports at this point. Well, Alex, think back to your like seventh, eighth grade days. I know you were down at the skate park doing a uh, grinding. What do they call that? Is it <laughs> Tony grinding. Hawk's Pro Skater? It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is number two. You look shocked. I see that as a Nintendo game, but I guess it was on all consoles. You're right. It was, it was a Nintendo game. When I said there's no more Nintendo games, I meant yeah, like Yeah, no more like Nintendo. Mario, Zelda, yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I get it. Okay. Yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Yeah, the PS1 okay. version specifically is the one that is on here at number two. It's from 2000. It's an Activision game. Did you play this? I did. I played the shit out of that game. Yeah, me too. I remember on N64, it was, it was yellow. It was like one of the few games that was like a different color. I fucking remember <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong was yellow too, sir. Oh, yeah. Wasn't okay. Pokemon Stadium yellow? Fuck, maybe? Uh, that might have been a Pikachu know. game. Who knows? <laughs> maybe. Let's just change the list of the top 10 yellow at <laughs> 64 games. <now. laughs> so where, where did this game fall on the list? Number two. Oh, and okay. it's funny because I never gave a shit about skateboarding, but ev me and everyone else I knew at the time were playing this game. It was huge. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 uses the same engine as its predecessor while improving the graphics and gameplay. The game takes place in a three-dimensional urban environment permeated by an ambiance of punk rock and hip-hop <laughs> music much like my house it had a banging soundtrack it Amazing did yeah. soundtrack all versions of the game were praised with critics lauding its addictive gameplay large environments detailed graphics fluid and precise controls customization features and as alex just alluded to the soundtrack although some critics didn't like its lack of a first person camera and apparently the n64 version had a truncated soundtrack interesting i don't yeah. know why they would do that but I mean, it's probably just Nintendo not wanting to play, like, the really dirty songs. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Did you ever put in cheat codes? Of course, with the Game Shark. 
Yep. Well, I don't even know if you needed a game shark. I just remember oh. somehow I was able to turn on like moon gravity and I just, you just fly around. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play that game now. Yeah. I wonder if it holds up. I mean, it was such a good game at the time, right? Because yeah. like you mentioned, it was very customizable. I had really like achievable, but fun objectives, like collecting the things and yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was also fun to just turn on and fuck around on a skateboard yeah. for a while. Yeah. You know? You didn't have to have a purpose to get something out of it. Kind of like life. You know what this game reminds me of? Did you ever play Crazy Taxi? I know what that is, but I never played it, no. Another great game where just fucking around is great. You just drive around. Anyway, off topic. No, no, no. This is very on topic because there are two games on this list where you fuck around and drive around and do whatever you want. Oh, so I'm going to say, are they both Grand Theft Auto games? Grand Theft Auto games, yes. You have Grand Theft Auto Five is number eight. That's the latest one, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's do the older one first, which is Grand Theft Auto Four, and that comes in at number three. Oh wow! This game was on a bunch of consoles, but uh, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. It's from Rockstar Games in 2008. Set within the fictional Liberty City, based on New York City, the single-player story follows Eastern European war veteran Nico Bellic, listener of the show. In his attempts to escape his past while under pressure from high-profile criminals. Alex, can you relate to this story in your own personal life? Yeah, I'm from wherever Nico's from, and I do what he does, yep. You're from the fictional city? The fictional city of liberty of Eastern Europe, I guess, yeah. (laughs) Great. (laughs) The game introduced a shift to a more realistic and detailed style and tone for the series, and unlike prior games, Grand Theft Auto 4 lacked a strong cinematic influence as the team attempted an original approach to the story. Now listen to this shit. So the city is fictional, Liberty City, but it's based on New York City. So as part of the research to the open world, the development team conducted an extensive field research in New York, capturing over 100,000 photographs and hours upon hours of video. To achieve a realistic environment, 60 to 70 employees from Rockstar traveled to New York for research. They employed police officers who previously worked the beat who drove them around. A full-time research team based in New York handled further requests for information such as ethnic minority of a neighborhood or videos of traffic patterns. So they wanted to get the details. First of all, if you just name the fucking city New York City if it's going to be that tied closely to New York. Like, it's fine. Right. But anyway, they wanted to get the details down to the ethnic makeups of neighborhoods as well as the traffic patterns in certain parts of the city. I mean, you got to appreciate it. I do. I do appreciate it. It's insane. Well, the New York Times named the city the real star of the game because so much time was put into it. But the budget climbed to over $100 million, making it one of the most expensive games to develop. But it did break industry sales records and became the fastest selling entertainment product in history at the time. It earned $310 million in its first day. (laughs) Wow. It tripled its budget in its first day of release. I mean, fuck. That's nuts. But the game did generate controversy with criticism directed at the game's depiction of violence and players' abilities to drink and drive. (laughs) (laughs) Don't drink and drive, kids. It's bad. I like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't bother me. But if I was in the room of like the people making this game, I'd say, well, let's just avoid the drinking and driving. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Sends a message, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's an easy thing you could, like, not include in the game. (laughs) Just to avoid, like, I'm not, me personally, I'm not going to lose sleep about it, but if I was there, I'd say, guys, let's just not do that. Yeah. We're just going to get shit for this, so let's avoid it. Agreed. And it doesn't enhance the game, so 
but okay, so that was Grand Theft Auto 4. Way down to number 8 is number 5. It came out in 2013. This time it's set in the fictional state of San Andreas, which is based on SoCal, Southern California. The open world design lets players freely roam San Andreas and the fictional city of Los Santos. The game broke industry records and became the fastest selling entertainment product in history. So a minute ago, I told you that Grand Theft Auto 4 earned 300 million in its first day. This one earned 800 million in its first day of release. God damn. That's more than like the biggest blockbusters get in Hollywood in like their entire box office run in one day. Wow. Wow. And it made a billion dollars in its first three days. It's the second best selling video game of all time. And as of 2018, it's the most financially successful entertainment product of all time with about $6 billion in worldwide revenue. It's just crazy successful. It received critical acclaim. Edge wrote that it is a remarkable achievement in open world design and storytelling, but it did have several controversies related to its violence and depiction of women. The mission by the book, one of the game missions, requires players to use torture equipment in a hostage interrogation and polarized reviewers of the game who noted its political commentary but felt that the torture sequence was in poor taste. What do you think about that, Alex? Torturing people as part of a game mission. Yeah, it sounds kind of fucked up. I don't know. I haven't played it, so... Yeah, me neither. I haven't even seen, yeah. I haven't even seen a clip of it on YouTube, so yeah. I don't know. TV personality Karen Gravano and actress Lindsay Lohan both filed lawsuits against Rockstar, an allegation that characters in the game were based on their likeness. But their lawsuits were later dismissed. Lindsay Lohan, like Mean Girls Lindsay Lohan, yes. is filing a lawsuit against Rockstar Games for their depiction uh, in Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. Yeah. You got it. We're on what that timeline. Got it. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Of all people, that's just not the person that I would think of would, who would be very passionate about this. Well, I haven't seen it, but like, if there's a character that looks exactly like her and acts exactly like her, then she might have a case there. But otherwise, probably not. Like, yeah. Let's leave this alone. Right. Well, anyway, this controversy led to Target in Australia pulling the game from shelves. And this was the most recent game in the series, but there is a yet untitled main entry series in the franchise in development. So yeah, fun story about that. Did you hear very recently, like some hacker got a whole bunch of information of Grand Theft Auto 6 and like displayed it out on the internet? No. It was like a big deal. Yeah. I don't remember the Fallout, but like it was... We're not talking about the Fallout games, Alex. We're on Grand Theft Auto. Did you get confused? Oh, shit. Yeah, I did get confused. <laughs> yeah. Any other games from Rockstar Games on this list? Yeah. So Red Dead Redemption? No. Red Dead Redemption 2. There you go. Is that number seven? Number seven. You smart okay. little... God, you're, fu- you're, cu- you're smart as you are cute, Alex. Red Dead Redemption 2, number seven. It's from Rockstar. Same makers as GTA. It's from 2018. Red Dead Redemption 2 is set in 1899 and follows the exploits of outlaw Arthur Morgan in a fictionalized representation of the Old West. The game is presented through both first and third person perspectives and the player may freely roam in this interactive open world. Gameplay elements include shootouts, robberies, hunting, horseback riding, and maintaining the character's honor rating through moral choices and deeds. Sounds like summer camp. I'll tell that Brandon told me that he <laughs> would wait for people... <laughs> And tie them up and drag them to a train track and then let them get run over by a train. So I'm going to guess yeah. his moral. I watched him do it. Remember when he used to stream on your guys' oh, Twitch on channel? on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched him do exactly that one night. It was fucking <laughs> hilarious. 
<laughs> so I'm going to guess his uh, honor rating <laughs> took a hit there, perhaps. Probably. <laughs> but uh, the game's development, this, this shit is crazy. It lasted over eight years, uh, and it became one of the most expensive games ever. Over $540 million, including the marketing budget and the development budget. Five forty. And the development included a crunch schedule of around 2,000 people putting in 100-hour work weeks. That's bad. That led to reports of mandatory and unpaid overtime. And they got a lot of bad press for that. But by April 2020, several employees reported that the company had made significant changes and they feel better about the future. You know what's interesting? So you talk about the crunch time. That's been kind of a hot topic in the gaming industry is that we want to avoid crunch. We don't want to, you know, stress our employees. And we've been seeing a ton of games get delayed these past few years. I wonder if those are related, right? Companies are less willing to kind of go through this crunch and like put employees through all this time. So they're just delaying games. Yeah, because they, even if they want to crank a game out really fast and they know it will do great, they don't want the bad publicity that comes with. Exactly. It's not, they don't give a shit about the people. Right. They just don't want the bad publicity, right? Right. Have you ever put in a 100 hour work week at your full time job? Never. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I've Fuck done some that. long weeks, but I've never even approached 100 yeah, hours. Yeah, I mean, I've done crazy weeks, but like, no. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. No, no job is worth that. No, agree. Uh, except Sidekick Host on the Tennis Podcast. Surprise, we're doing 100 hours worth of recording starting right now. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> Where's my union rep? <laughs> we'll give you a potty break. <laughs> Dr. Buster, are you my union rep? <laughs> Fucking Dr. Buster. You don't want him representing your ass. <laughs> The game did receive critical acclaim. GameRadar felt that it represents the current pinnacle of video game design. So here's some controversy, though. In 2018, YouTuber Shirako, I don't know if I'm saying that right, they posted several videos of his player character murdering a female suffragette, non-playable character, including feeding her to an alligator and dropping... <laughs> dropping her down... <laughs> Sorry, it's just so absurd. Dropping her down a mine shaft. Critics noted that the majority of comments on the YouTube videos showing this were sexist and misogynistic. In response, YouTube suspended the channel for violation, citing its graphic nature for shock purposes and for promoting violence. Some critics questioned if Rockstar was partly to blame for the behavior, as the game does not limit attacks on the suffragette as it does other characters, such as children. So, according to this, I haven't played it, but according to this, you can't do certain things to kids in the game, but you can do whatever you want including dropping them down a mineshaft to non-playable suffragettes. That's just an adult, right? Like, in a, Do you not know what a suffragette is? Do, do you not know what a suffragette is? I, I, do. I guess I don't. I mean, it's I heard a, the word. I think Here, I'll, it's, I'll Google it. No, I, I got it. It is a woman seeking the right to vote through organized protests. Oh, it's, okay. it's a woman wanting women's rights. Yeah, because woman, woman's suffrage was the, the movement. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This fucking guy. I guarantee he was white oh yeah <laughs> this fucking white guy on youtube is showing videos of him torturing suffragettes all the comments were like you got that bitch and other shit like that of course yeah. because yeah his fucking incel group on youtube just yeah no that that's shitty i wouldn't blame rockstar for that though but like shitty guys are gonna be shitty guys you know the world is full of shitty guys and there's more spotlight on shitty guys than ever before with the interwebs Right. But that, that's one of the things people love about the Rockstar games, which is Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead, because mm -hmm. you have pretty much absolute freedom to do anything. Right. And 
if you take that away, you're missing like the core element that makes the game so great. So I get yeah. it. But yeah, they can do some shitty stuff, though. The, the, the right. people playing the game can do some shitty stuff. Agreed. Speaking of shitty stuff, you just got number nine. Let me read you a few more Twitter responses first, though. So this is in response on my Twitter to asking, what is the game you've played the most? Irving said, Pokemon Unite on the Switch with over 180 hours. Really? Have you played that? Yeah. I have. Okay, that's fun. Is that good? Sidetrack. Yeah, I had a blast with the game. I'll give it a shot. It gets a lot of flack because it's, it's a free-to-play game, which means there's a ton of microtransactions. None of it is like gameplay adjusting, though. It's all like cosmetic, but games like that get some flack. Do you ever spend money on cosmetic shit on games? I never have once. Yeah, I have in the past. When I was into Fortnite, I spent a little bit of money on like fun skins and stuff like that. And my thought process was like, oh, this is a free game, so I'll support them, you know? I probably dropped maybe 50 bucks total on stuff, which, you know, that's a game. So that's fine. I guess it's better to get skins like that in a game than it is to collect skins like at your home, right? Yeah, but... Human skin. There's some good skins out there that are worth oh, really? collecting. Yeah. Can you name some? Dr. Buster has got a lot of skin on that ass. <laughs> You've collected some skin shavings from Dr. Buster's ass is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you haven't? Oh, man. I, I got to well, show you my collection. I'll tell you what. When he does the booty clap, I think some skin naturally detaches. Oh, that's right? skin. That's detaching. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, like when you empty, when you sharpen a pencil... Although kids today probably have never sharpened a pencil, but if you sharpen a pencil and you empty the shavings out, you got a pile of pencil shavings. I think that's, it's like that, but with butt skin when Dr. Buster Booty now, now, are you talking about an Apple pencil? You know, one of those little, little white, like, you know, yeah. styluses? Oh, yeah. Okay. Would you sharpen one of those, Alex? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll come over and see your Dr. Buster ass skin collection someday. And maybe someday Fortnite will sell Dr. Buster ass skin as a downloadable skin. They're sitting on a gold mine here. Sitting on it, literally. Okay, well, Sonic 2 and Battletoads on the original Nintendo also got a shout out from at TopSense84. Battletoads, that's a meme. Did you play Battletoads? I never did, but I don't think he's serious. I think he's, being, he's spouting a meme. I don't know. <laughs> if, who, who, who said that? I don't know them personally. TopSense84. Top since 84, if you're listening to this, come clean. What, are you be, are, is it a meme or did you really play Battletoads? No, what you wanted to say is just fucking unsubscribe from the show, <laughs> just right? unsubscribe from this show. You just, just fuck off. <laughs> I think the Toad person, who was it that said I'm not a Toad person? Bishop, when they said they had 5,000 hours in Fallout 4, said, I promise I'm not some Toad person. He's playing Battletoads too. <laughs> He's playing Battletoads. He is a Battletoad. Suck. Or they, I don't, I think it's a she. Yeah. Don't assume genders. Come on, Nick. You're better than that. Last one I'll read is from the Getting Down and Wordy podcast. They said the game Earthbound was there. Earthbound? Choice. Okay. I never played, but I've heard great things. So you just need number nine. I'd never even heard of this game. It's recent, though. 2019. You know, what's surprising is there's no Super Smash Brothers on this list. <sighs> yeah. Not in the top 20, either. Yeah. That's a there great are game. no Mario, like team games or group game uh, whatever yeah. you want to call them mario kart yeah, mario uh, party smash bros none of them are in the top 20 okay so this is a 2019 game that i'm missing is it on a specific console or is it it's on everything but 
the game that's most high, the version that's most critically acclaimed is the PC version. Hmm. What genre? A role-playing game that features an open world and dialogue-heavy gameplay mechanics. Okay. What else can you tell me without giving it away? It takes place in the seaside district of a large city still recovering from a siege decades earlier, prior to the game's start, with players taking the role of a detective who has been tasked with solving a murder mystery. Nothing? No, nothing. It's not an Assassin's Creed game, is it? No. No, but yeah, all these good games I thought would be in here. No. Yeah. Disco Elysium, the final cut. I've never heard of that in my life. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Well, it came out in 2019. It's from... The publisher is Z-A slash U-M. I don't know how... I've never heard of them. Mm Mm-mm. Okay. It's the highest rated PC game on Metacritic. Universal claim for its narrative and art. It has a very distinctive art, if you want to look it up. Yeah, I will. IGN praised the game's open world and compared it favorably to The Witcher 3 and Red Dead Redemption 2, despite being much smaller. GameSpot awarded it a 10 out of 10, their first perfect score in years. And my last note is that a television series adaptation is in development. Yeah, this art is interesting. Yeah, they hired, like, a, I think a graphic novelist to write the story and do the art and shit like that. I'm looking at some, like, screenshots of the gameplay. It doesn't really look like my style of game, but... Well, you know what they say. You should definitely judge a book by its cover, Alex. I'm judging you every day. Me too. Well, Alex, we're done. I'd say I'd give you a C plus on your guessing. Oh, come on. I I nailed number one. Come on. You nailed number one. That bumped you up from a D plus to a C plus. Come on. I was just fucking around in the beginning. I knew what I was doing. You are full of bullshit. I told you my strategy here. Come on. That's at least a B performance. At least a B. I would entertain the argument for a B minus. That's as high as I'll go. Okay. That's fair. I'll take it. Bs get degrees. D's get degrees. So do D's. D's get degrees. That's the saying, you idiot. Starts with a D. D's nuts. Okay. We're done here. Let's go back through the top 10. I'm going to start way back at 20, though. Number 20, GoldenEye 007. 19 is Bioshock. Oh. Have you played that? I haven't, but I I know it's a good game. How do you know that if you've never played it, idiot? I I don't know. Keep going. (laughs) 18 is Half-Life 2. Oh, another one I forgot about. <laughs> another good game you haven't played? That Never played it, but I've heard it's great. <laughs> 17 is NFL 2K1. Why? <laughs> okay, sure. Like an NFL game in the top 10. That's uh, stupid. Stupid. 16 is Halo, the original. I think you misspoke. It, it, it's Cooking Mama, right? <laughs> That's number one, sir. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Fucking shame on. on you. We, we got to come back to that. I still want to know why you own that. 15, Super Mario Odyssey. Too low. Yep. 14 is Grand Theft Auto 3, because there wasn't enough Grand Theft Auto on this list. Of course. 13 is Metroid Prime. 12 is Perfect Dark. I don't know that one, do you? Oh, yeah. What's that? I don't know. It's like an old game. It's like N64 time. You don't fucking know, do you? I've heard of it. I heard it was great. I never played. (laughs) From now on, you are not allowed to go, oh, unless you actually know what the fuck it is, okay? That's the new rule. (laughs) Fuck you. You don't make the rules. I fucking do. Where's my union rep? Dr. Buster. <laughs> so Dr. Buster's the host and the union rep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Does not make sense. Uh, 11 is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Now at the top 10. 10, Zelda Breath of the Wild. 9, Disco Elysium, the final cut. That's the last one we talked about. Mm-hmm. 8 is Grand Theft Auto 5. 
7 is Red Dead Redemption 2. 6 is Super Mario Galaxy 2. 5 is Super Mario Galaxy. 4 is Soul Calibur. 3 is Grand Theft Auto 4. 2 is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. And number 1, you nailed it, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So, Alex, your personal favorite from this list. Breath of the Wild, for sure. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. This isn't the list that I would sign up for, you know? Like, I think it needs some changes. Let's hear from you. Like, what's your biggest thing that's lacking from this list? Is it Mario Odyssey? You mentioned some good games that weren't even in the top 20. Like, um, there's no Sonic in here. Yeah. There's no... Skyrim? I really Skyrim. think Skyrim deserves top Fallout 10. Fallout 4? Yeah. Mario Kart 8, the one that's on the Switch. Yeah, that's a great one. Probably deserves to be in here. Uh, but it's, it's competitive, right? Like, not every one of my favorite games can be in the top 10. And that's right. why I wanted to go with games that have been rated by critics and not users because, or users, players, because players can be biased. Yeah. Uh, not, not that critics can't, but usually they try to take an objective look at like the mechanics of the game. And so I think, right. I think even though I might think there's things missing from this top 10, I don't think anyone could listen to this top 10 and think, oh, that's completely off base. I think you could listen to this and be like, okay, I see that list. Yeah. I might, every single I might game. interchange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you bump Breath of the Wild out for Odyssey? I would bump out. I mean, it's hard to say because I don't know anything about Disco Elysium, but like, I've never heard anyone talking about that game in my life. Um, so I would bump that out. I would probably bump out one of the Mario Galaxies. Yeah, I'd bump out Galaxy 2 and maybe Galaxy 1, but I think Odyssey's. I, th- I think Super Mario N64 yeah. deserves to be in here for, because it was revolutionary. And yep. I think most people would point to that as their favorite Mario. Agreed. And Cooking Mama, of course. Cooking Mama, you can't forget it. Okay, d- did you ever tell us how and why you play that game? Because you're a pervert? or I've never played it in my life. Yes, you fucking have. No, never. You've never played it? I've never played it. Oh! I'm Get doing the fuck that. out of here with that. <laughs> That's the Alex. We call that the Alex. Uh-huh. All right, Alex. Well, before we leave, drop one hot take. You know that meme that goes on the internet where, like, you're a person standing like this and everyone's pointing swords at you and you're like yeah. what's one opinion you have that would make everyone do this to you give yeah. me your hot take on any video game related topic that would make people do that to you i mean it's got to be I, I i honestly think destiny is the most fun game like not most fun that's hard but like just overall i've had so much fun with destiny and destiny 2 over these past eight years and it gets a lot of flack there's a lot of critics of destiny but i think it's great there's my hot take my hot take is that, hmm, okay, well, I don't know if the, well, it's a medium take maybe, but I think Nintendo makes better consoles than anyone else. And I know some people listening will be like, well, doesn't have as big a processor or the graphics aren't as good. But I think Nintendo has a better track record with the gaming libraries. But I I'm biased. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. There's our hot takes. Let me know your hot takes. If you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at TennisPod, on Instagram at TennisPod, on TikTok at TennisPod, on Reddit at TennisPod, on Facebook at TennisPod. Hey, Alex, where can they find us on YouTube? Uh, TennisPod. TennisPod. Alex, it's been great having you. You'll be back soon. Next week, I'm going to be joined by 
old asking booty clapper himself, Dr. Buster, will be back. He's going to have a list for me to guess. Just can't get rid of him. I'm going to get rid of you because this show's over. Alex, any final words? I would just say I was on the Tennis Pod TikTok the other day and there's a lot of kitties. A lot of, a lot of kitty content. So Plenty of kitty content. If you like kitties, uh, it's worth a follow. Thank you. That's at Tennis Pod on TikTok. And because you said that, Alex, I'm going to share some of your kitties on TikTok. Oh, yeah, please do. You sent me one of Frankie wearing his Halloween costume recently. Oh, that's not his costume. That's just his cute little Halloween bandana. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'll have to get you in his costume later. Okay. <laughs> Never feel shy or hesitant about sending me any and all kitty content, ever. I will always take kitty content. Yeah, I tell you what. That goes for the listeners, too. Send me the kitty content. I'll send you a picture of both of our kitties in both of their Halloween costumes, and you got to put it on your uh, socials. Will do. Will do. Okay, I think that's going to be it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I will see you next week for episode 196. Bye. Bye.